Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for September 3rd, 2023. Join in our call to worship. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. With the jackals and the ostriches, with your saints across the ages, we come to glorify you, O God. Lead us by your word to walk in your ways and observe your commandments. In Jesus' name, amen.
Lord of all creation, provider of every good thing, you reveal yourself to us as creator and sustainer of the world. You offer us the earth for our pleasure and care. We offer our labor to you to sustain the goodness of your creation. Hear our prayer for those who invest, risk, and employ. Use their ingenuity for the common good. Hear our prayer for those who build, repair, and produce. Make them competent as they practice their skill. Hear our prayer for those who create, teach, and heal. Grant them understanding and compassion. Hear our prayer for those who tend, love, and care. Give them open hearts and generous spirits. Hear our prayer for those who have completed their labors and for those who cannot work. Grant them peace and purpose in living. Maker of heaven and earth, pour your creating power through all we do. Make us fruitful laborers in your vineyard. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue our series, Consider the Birds, with The Ostrich, Comedy and Tragedy. Our scripture is Job 30, 24 through 29. Surely one does not turn against the needy when in disaster they cry for help. Did I not weep for those whose day was hard? Was not my soul grieved for the poor? But when I looked for good, evil came, and when I waited for light, darkness came. My inward parts are in turmoil and are never still. Days of affliction come to meet me. I go about in sunless gloom. I stand up in the assembly and cry for help. I am a brother of jackals and a companion of ostriches. Sometime back in the 1990s, word went out that farmers could make a great deal of money raising ostriches. I don't know who started the ostrich craze, whether it was well-meaning extension agents or hucksters in loud plaid jackets. But farmers who raised ostriches were assured that they were on the cusp of a new wave. Ostriches could be sold to high-end restaurants for their meat, which was red and delicious and low-fat to boot. Ranchers were wanting boots made of ostrich skin, and the feathers could be sold for $100 a bird. Even the toenails and beaks could be sold to the Japanese to make traditional medicines. Every part of the bird was in great demand, the story went. So how can one lose raising ostriches? Well, we had a neighbor who went in for the ostrich farming thing. He was a farmer named Norm, who also served as school custodian and bus driver at Lewiston. He had read up on the ostrich biz and wanted a piece of the action. He made over a part of his pasture with extra strong high fences and procured the food that ostriches liked to eat. He emptied over the thousands of dollars required to buy a nesting pair and took the huge birds home. But something was wrong. 
Instead of settling into their new home, the pair of ostriches fought and chased each other constantly. They kept up this performance until one crashed into the barbed wire and got tangled up and cut quite badly. When the vet came out, Norm found out why the birds were acting so strangely. He had been sold two male ostriches instead of the nesting pair. I'm not sure Norm ever really made money raising ostriches, but he kept ostriches long enough that a number of people ended up with an ostrich egg. I inherited one from the third grade teacher who taught before me, and I still have it today. It is a curiosity, but I do not think most farmers made much money from ostriches. Ostriches lend themselves to comedy. Who hasn't seen a cartoon ostrich? Their looks alone are comic, six to nine feet tall, weighing up to 345 pounds, the largest bird in the world. They have only two toes on their runner's legs and only one claw on each foot. Their eyes are huge, the size of a billiards ball, but their brains are relatively small. Contrary to popular belief, they do not hide their heads in the sand. Instead, they lay their necks close to the ground to escape detection, a good strategy for a six to nine foot bird. Cartoon ostriches are none too bright and fairly harmless. Real ostriches may not be geniuses, but they know how to survive in a difficult environment and they are far from harmless. One kick from the ostrich's powerful leg can disable or even kill a predator. But usually predators can't get that close. An ostrich can run up to 44 miles an hour, and it can maintain that speed for 30 minutes. Ostriches are a bird of the desert. They lay their eggs in a communal nest on the sandy ground. The alpha female who lays her eggs last may shove the other eggs to the periphery to keep hers in the center. Female ostriches have an uncanny ability to tell their eggs from the eggs of others. The female bird will sit on the eggs by day since her gray plumage blends in well with the desert sands. The male bird, being mostly black, will warm the eggs at night. When Job in our reading today says, I am a brother of jackals and a companion of ostriches, he is in deep despair. He means that he has fallen from his former place as a community leader, admired and respected among his neighbors. He is now an outcast. Instead of looking up to him, people laugh at him. Instead of people's asking for his opinion, now they snub him. He is a nobody in a nowhere place like jackals and ostriches in the desert. His whining would be comic if it were not so tragic. Oh, how sorry Job feels for himself. Job thinks he knows how things should be. The righteous, like himself, should be rewarded. The wicked should suffer. His world has turned upside down 
and nothing makes sense. But God does not let Job get away with wallowing in his self-pity. God tells Job the truth. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up your loins like a man. I will question you, and you shall declare to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the heavenly beings shouted for joy? Then God lists the attributes of all the creatures God has created, demonstrating his own prowess in creation. When he gets to the ostrich, he describes it this way. The ostrich's wings flap wildly, though its pinions lack plumage, for it leaves its eggs to the earth and lets them be warmed on the ground, forgetting that a foot may crush them and that a wild animal may trample them. It deals cruelly with its young as if they were not its own. Though its labor should be in vain, yet it has no fear, because God has made it forget wisdom and given it no share in understanding. When it spreads its plumes aloft, it laughs at the horse and its rider. God goes on with this marvelous monologue, asking first, Who is this? and going into, Where were you? Job is not the epitome of creation, God indicates. God knocks Job off the pedestal of self. Where once Job thought of himself as the great somebody, God makes Job to know how small and insignificant he is. Where Job once thought of himself as the center of the universe, God shifts that center to the side where it belongs. God comes to Job in the whirlwind, recounts his creation of the earth, and extols his creatures from Leviathan to the mountain goat, from behemoth to the vulture, and God sings their oddities. God exults in their variety and uniqueness as he shoves Job off center stage. It is as though God was pointing out to Job that Job is just a creature like God's other creatures. Job is not the center of the universe. God is. Job needs to see things as they really are. And although the ostrich seems comic in his description, that ostrich is exactly what God created it to be. And its speed is extolled in the lines, When it spreads its plumes aloft, it laughs at the horse and its rider. I'll admit it seems a bit rough, God's treatment of Job, because we humans generally sympathize with Job. Here he was, this righteous, wealthy man, doing everything right, and slam, everything was taken from him his children, his livestock, his property, and even his health gone overnight. He seems a pawn in some cosmic game of chess. And it doesn't seem fair at all, does it? 
we, each one of us the center of our own universe, can see Job's tragedy and feel it as if it were our own. When God comes in and takes the focus off Job and Job's tragedy, it seems as though God is being unkind or inconsiderate. But look at it another way. Maybe God is giving Job a gift. Maybe God is saying, look, stop focusing on yourself. Look around a minute. Look at it all. It's all so beautiful and mysterious and complex and so much bigger than you. Consider the birds. Stop being so consumed with yourself. God is showing Job a world that is different than anything he could have conceived. A terrible, wild world, but a world loved by its creator. Biblical scholar Abigail Pelham says, Whereas the world of Job and his friends is cramped and narrow, God's world is wild and beautiful. God shows them what the world is like, and what he shows them is so much better than what they have come up with on their own. Here is where you really live, God tells Job. You do not live in that narrow world you thought you occupied. That's not real. That's something you made up. Come out here and be free as you were meant to be. End quote. Maybe we have identified so much with Job's tragedy that we forget that wider view. God gives us the ostrich to laugh at us. Maybe that is the kind of companion we need. God gave birth to this wide world. God loves it and is nursing it, swaddling it, and giving care to its upbringing. It may be a long process, but God is loving the world and us into fully being. Let us pray. O God, we thank you for the wider view. Help us to consider the birds. Enable us to see you as the center of the universe and not to falsely put ourselves in your place. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Receive the benediction. Brothers and sisters, God gives the wider view, where the ostrich is our companion, and where the ostrich laughs at us, not the other way around. Let's consider the birds and entertain God's point of view. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs>